from the streets of St. Petersburg. It's time for the Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. Live from St. Petersburg, Florida, it's time to go racing for the Indy Light Series. Once again, it's race number two of the weekend on IndyCar Radio here on this beautiful race day Sunday. This is the Indy Lights Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by Foundation Building Materials. Nick Yeoman, the entire IndyCar Radio crew. Of course, we just wrapped up uh, the final warm-up session for the IndyCar Series, Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Live coverage coming your way at noon. But first, it's the future stars of the IndyCar Series to get back out on the racetrack. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins me. Yesterday, Davey, a big first win for Kyle Kirkwood. He set sail at the beginning of that race, but boy, some of the action we saw down in turn one, if those guys are able to duplicate it today, I think we're in store for a pretty good race. And we'll check in with Davey uh, momentarily as he uh, has stepped away just a bit. Yesterday it was Kyle Kirkwood, Daniel Frost, David Malukas, your podium finishers in Indy Lights. Career win number one for Kyle Kirkwood. Daniel Frost's teammate, uh, career best for him finishing second. And as I mentioned, David Malukas finished third. Robert McGinnis came home in the fourth spot. Alex Peroni was fifth. Stingray Rob sixth. Antonio Saravalli with a good seventh place run yesterday. Nikita Lasterskin uh, finished in the eighth spot. Linus Lundquist and Benjamin Pedersen, the two uh, Global Racing Group teammates that had such good runs in, at Barber Motorsports Park. They came home in the ninth and 10th position, and then it was Christian Bogle, Devlin Francesco, who crashed in the final corner, and Toby Sowry, your final finisher. Sowry had some uh, mechanical issues early in that race that prevented him from turning a lot of laps. We're going to go racing for 40 laps today, five laps longer than what we saw yesterday. Yesterday's race, 35 laps, slowed just one time for a full course yellow. Uh, again, this is a 1.8-mile street course, 14 turns down in St. Petersburg, Florida, six to the left, eight to the right. Uh, just a massive, massive front stretch, 2,413 feet in length. And again, this is race number four. The opening two rounds of the season started in Barber Motorsports Park and then, of course, transitioning down to sunny Florida. I guess I shouldn't call it sunny. A little overcast with some threatening skies uh, for this race. We'll talk about those conditions a little bit later today. Here is your starting lineup, though, for race number two. It is David Malukas on the pole. Malukas from Chicago, Illinois, driving for the HMD Trucking, HMD Motorsports team. He'll start alongside yesterday's winner, Kyle Kirkwood. Kirkwood from right there in Jupiter, Florida, in the road to Indy Cooper Tires Construction contractors club car for andretti autosport in row number two it's devlin d francesco trying to shake off yesterday's accident devlin lives in miami florida toronto ontario is home he drives the power trap delara for andretti auto andretti steinbrenner autosport he'll start alongside daniel frost frost with a second place finish yesterday in the denjet delara for andretti autosport he is from singapore uh, in the fifth position it'll be the australian driver alex peroni who drives for carlin racing the Bloodston Tasmania RDM Fast Ferries car for Carlin. Uh, alongside him, Toby Sowry. Hopefully they've got that car ready to go. Sowry from Cambridge, England in the M-Star Kampf Junkos Racing Machine uh, for Junkos Racing back once again in Indy Lights. He'll start uh, right in front of Linus Lundquist. Lundquist, the driver from Stockholm, Sweden for the HPD Global Racing Group FX Air Guns Pay Trim car for Global Racing Group with HMD Motorsports. Right behind him, it'll be Robert McGuire 
McGinnis. McGinnis from New York, New York, uh, driving for Andretti Autosport uh, once again back for his sophomore season. In the fifth row, it's Benjamin Pedersen. Pedersen driving uh, for Global Racing Group in the Dirt Fish Bell Helmets, Heart of Racing, Colbert Capital Car for Global Racing Group with HMD Motorsports. Alongside him is Antonio Saravalli driving for his father's team, Saravalli from Toronto, Canada, and the Ledgemark Homes Live Green Tycoon Capital Limited Car for Peace Sarah Racing and AS Promotions. Final few starters, Stingray Rob. He'll start in the 11th position. He is from Idaho, driving for Hunkos Racing in the Sagadi Capital Goodhart Firehouse Animal Center's uh, machine for Ricardo Hunkos. Final two starters, Nikita Lastishkin. Uh, Lastishkin driving for HMD Motorsports. Uh, he hails from Moscow, Russia, lives currently in Los Angeles, California. And then Christian Bogle will make up the tail of the field. He's from Covington, Louisiana, and the Pelican Energy Car for Carlin Racing. Davey, uh, we mentioned how good yesterday's race was throughout the course. The mid-pack battles in this uh, Indy Light Series seems to be really, really strong. And the action down in turn one, that seemed to be the hot spot. Would you anticipate that we see some action down there again? Yeah, definitely. It's going to happen again, guys. Turn one's going to be the the key, I think. And, and we've seen yesterday where that leader, Kirkwood, got in that lead and kind of checked out. And that happened, you know, with the leader in, in Barber. This series seems to be from second on back is super competitive, but whoever gets that lead seems to check out. So it's going to be a, definitely a race to turn one and try to get that lead as quick as they can. Uh, we've got a couple good turn announcers that we have dispatched around this course to help call the action. Again, it was uh, pretty interesting yesterday with a lot of side-by-side wheel-to-wheel battles in turn one that often led to some contact. And Michael Young, you're in that turn one spot ready to call the racing today. Indeed, I'm on top of the uh, parking garage that's just outside of the Dolly Museum. It looks over the paddock for the IndyCar Series, and I have a great vantage point not only of the Tampa Bay, but of turn one and turn two, and I start to lose them at the entrance of turn number three, but can see the field as they make their way down that Albert Witted Airport runway into that right-hander of turn number one, and then a very quick left-hander of turn number two, and they go right to turn number three, which is another right-hander. It's a very quick portion of this course, and as you said, Nick, a very tricky portion, an opportunity to make some passes, but an opportunity to make some mistakes as well. Further down into turn number four, even better vantage point than I have is our very own Jake Query. Good morning, Jake. Good morning to you, Michael, and that vantage point right now shows the field behind the pace car working their way underneath the Syntec Bridge up First Street here in St. Petersburg, Florida, as they start to put a little bit of heat in those tires. That's exactly what right now, for example, Demlin D. Francesco was doing in the third position behind Kyle Kirkwood and David Belukas. Field works their way here up First Street for quite a while, about four city blocks as a matter of fact. But then they make a right-handed turn that is turn number four. Once they make that turn, they've got to set up quickly for a lefty that is turn number five. That turn comes with some rumble strips down low and a little bit of a curbing up high. So you've got to be very, very careful and a little bit conservative in turn number five before, Nick, they work their way around Pioneer Park. Now, well, the one thing that is of note, there is a slight breeze. They saw that yesterday during the race. But the air is significantly thicker in this area of the race. Track. That's because it is far more humid, of course. Yesterday, there was some expectation of precipitation during this event. We'll keep our fingers crossed we don't see that, Nick, but it's 
might be kind of a tricky environment because we'll see how the cars adjust to that thicker air they've got to pierce here in St. Petersburg. Yeah, I know some folks have kind of described it as soupy down there in St. Petersburg. And, uh, yeah, that, that is certainly interesting conditions for those drivers and everyone keeping uh, not only an eye on the racetrack but those on the sky as well. Well, we've got a couple of pit reporters uh, down on pit lane to help us cover the action as well. We'll start with Ryan Marine. Ryan, a, a driver, a storyline you're watching as we're set to go racing just one more parade lap here in St. Petersburg. Yeah, good morning, Nick. And it was about this time in yesterday's race that problems started to emerge for Toby Salary from Hunkos Racing. And he had to come to pit lane even before they took the green flag. And talking to Ricardo Hunkos a moment ago, he said the issue was a clamp that came loose that affected the turbo. Evidently, the, tur- the boost hose came loose, and that was not allowing that engine to run to its full capacity. Now, the, the thing is, this, these cars have not been on track since that race yesterday. So they are not certain if that problem has been resolved. I suspect they'll know very, very soon. Toby Salary, two times a podium finisher here at St. Pete, dating back to 2019, will start sixth. But I think a lot of eyes on that car to see if that problem has been resolved. How about you, Rob Howden? What do you have your eye on? Well, for me, it's going to be whether or not David Belukas can come back and do exactly what Kyle Kirkwood did. Kyle, of course, dropped the hammer score in that dominant win yesterday. He started from pole. Can David Belukas do the same thing? Does he recover and say, you know what? No, you're not going to get it that easy. I'm going to go for the race win here. Remember, fastest driver here back in 2020 in March when we shut things down. Belukas very happy with his team. We'll see what he's able to do from pole position. And I'll cap things off by saying a happy birthday to my good friend, Mike Young. Michael will call that action into turn number one. We're about a half a lap away as it looks like David Malukas, Kyle Kirkwood. They've exited turn number nine. They're setting up for that final left-hander of turn ten. Uh, for fans in attendance, that's about as slow as you're going to see these guys so far today as we're set to go racing for 40 laps. Again, Malukas and Kirkwood will make up the front row. DeFrancesco and Frost in row two. Peroni and Sowry in row three. Lundquist McGinnis in row four. Then it's Pedersen, Saravale, Stingray Rob, Nikita Lashishkin, and Christian Bogle, your 13 drivers for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Those 13 drivers approach turn 14 for the final time at pace lap speed. It's Malukas who will get the jump. They exit that final corner. He'll bring the field slowly out of that final corner onto the airport runway. It's time to go racing for the Indy Light Series on IndyCar Radio. We are green from St. Petersburg. Malukas, your pole sitter, he will accelerate. Christian Bogle gets sideways further back, but they will head to turn number one. And we've got a great battle for the lead in turn number one. David Malukas, he will touch wheels with Kyle Kirkwood. That will shuffle Kirkwood back. DeFrancesco now too wide right behind him. Daniel Frost, they're through turn three. They wanted to make sure and get this track as wide as possible as they went through turn number three. But it is Kirkwood who maintains, or Malukas who maintains the lead. He's got about a four-car length advantage over Kirkwood. Then it's DeFrancesco. Driver on the move with a really good start there. Linus Lundquist who made up a couple of spots before turn number five. Yeah, Lundquist started seventh, and he just made a pass for fourth to get around Daniel Frost. So that orange and black car looks fast, and he is charging, but it is David Malukas who has checked out on Kyle Kirkwood after a little wheel banging there in turn number one. Those drivers will set up for the left-hander of turn ten. The advantage for Malukas is about four or five car lengths back to Kirkwood. Another three back to DeFrancesco, and then it's Linus Lundquist who got the big jump. And we got one car to the runoff area. It's Stingray Rob. He has missed turn number 10 and parked that car behind the tire barriers. Up front, though, here comes Malukas out of the corner across the start-finish line. Michael, he'll lead lap number one. 
Things far more settled down than they were on our opening lap. Malouk is able to check out about six car lengths over Kyle Kirkwood. Then DeFrancesco about six car lengths behind him. As you said, Lundquist there, Daniel Frost, and then Robert McGinnis all over the rear wing of Daniel Frost. This is the area of the racetrack where Linus Lundquist on lap one got really wide and managed to make up three spots. Not able to do so now. He's got, again, DeFrancesco in front of him. We'll call it a six car length disadvantage for Lundquist to make up. Not able to get it through turn number five. Davey, uh, problems for both of the home coast drivers. We saw the mistake that Stingray Rob made, but I know you could also see that green and white car of yeah. Toby Sowery with some damage. Yeah, Toby Sowery's car definitely is going to have to come in for a new nose piece, guys. Wing hanging off. Dragon going to rub the hole in that left front tire momentarily. And his teammate, Stingray Rob, off in the in the runoff in turn 10. Not sure if they got had contact together or not, but uh, both the Junko's cars struggling uh, right off in this race. Yeah, this is uh, very quickly becoming a weekend uh, to forget for Ricardo Junkos' team. The report is that uh, Stingray Rob has a right rear tire flat. Doesn't look like Toby Sowery's going to jump onto pit lane, Michael, but that wing is hanging on for dear life. That's going to be a rough go around this 1.8-mile circuit for Toby Sowery. Now the battle is for fourth. It's Linus Lund uh, Lundquist and that machine of Daniel Frost. Robert McGinnis right there as well, Jake. Now, McGinnis has a really good look at this. He is right on the rear wing of Frost. But again, that would technically be the battle for fifth. McGinnis going to try to take a look to the inside of turn number four. Cross, uh, Frost shut that door, so he holds on to that spot. Lundquist is trying to put both of them further in the mirror. Just saw a piece of that uh, front wing for Toby Sowery go flying off the car at that lead up to turn number four. But, Davey, we're watching a really good battle as Daniel Frost trying to get around uh, Robert McGinnis. And you're also seeing a replay of what might have caused that wing damage to Toby Sowery. Yeah, when you go through turns six, seven, and eight, four wide, there's going to be damage more than likely, and that's exactly what happened to Sowery. Just not enough room for all those cars to come through there. Like I said, not a big touch, but just enough to uh, to clip that nose wing of his. Obviously, he's sane on track right now. We've seen the side uh, plate of that wing, the infants, come off, so that's uh, it's not dragging on his tire anymore. But as he goes down the front straightaway, as you can see now, guys, the, the, the wing's dragging the ground, and uh, it's not going to last there very much longer. Daniel Frost trying to hold off. Robert McGinnis, those two engaged in a really good battle for the fifth position. They'll streak through turn number two and pop into the view of Jake Query. Jake, the advantage for Frost, just a couple car lengths over McGinnis. Seems like that's about a half a car length lower over McGinnis than it was the last time by. Now, just as I say that, that accordion between four and five allows McGinnis to inch just a little bit closer. Call it a car length and a half now through Pioneer Park. Davey, is the thought process for Toby Sowery, boy, we pitted, we had to pit early yesterday and just threw away all the track position to just hang on for dear life and then hope for a full course yellow? Yeah, at this point, man, like say, going out on the first lap yesterday, then having damage on the first lap today, just not his weekend. And as long as that wing, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't dislodge or get lodged under his car, I should say, he's going to be probably okay. But it's dragging the ground pretty hard. And at this point, he's just hoping for a yellow to maybe come in. And uh, and oh, he's going to come in right now. Yeah, definitely coming into pit lane right now. More than likely going to lose a lap here, guys. And so uh, not a good weekend for Sowery. Davey, what's it feel like when you've got a, a front wing like that dragging, what does that do to the race car? 
Well, you just lose the front grip completely. I mean, when the wing's gone, I mean, we rely on those cars to have good balance. The wing to make that happen and give you front grip. And, and when that wing's gone, the front grip just goes away, guys. It just makes it's going to punish those front tires uh, throughout the race. And, and uh, But in his case, it was probably going to slice a, a, a hole in his tire, cut his tire. So uh, wise move for him to come in. Let's go to pit lane. Rob Howden has a, uh, a good view of the repair for Toby Sowery. Yeah, that was a super quick re, uh, repair, replacement of that front wing. I'll tell you guys, the Hunko's crew went to work, got him back out, and, and we talked about potentially losing a lap. That's not going to happen. He's already out there. One thing I did see, though, too, the right front uh, wheel on that car of salary, white wall, so he's been into the wall, too. Lots of damage, as we said. The left front of the wing and the right front tire. Sowery pushing hard on those opening couple of laps. Yeah, it looked like it was uh, Robert McGinnis and Sowery, the ones that made contact and ultimately uh, affected that damage. Devlin D. Fred Chesco runs in the third spot, Michael. Four cars in a line all heading to turn one. Yeah, Linus Lundquist had actually made a charge oh, Michael, on DeFrancesco Michael, last time by. We, we've got an accident. Yeah, we got an incident. It's the Carlin driver of Christian Bogle who has missed turn 14. The final hairpin corner onto the airport runway has driven off the racetrack. And, Davey, that is uh, going to be substantial race-ending damage for that seven machine. Well, ironically, he has that same left front nose damage that Sowery did. And then when he went into turn 13, car just would not turn, slides up, gets into that grass, and hits the wall fairly significantly, uh, bends that left front uh, suspension. Matter of fact, just tears it off the car, basically. So, unfortunately, that bad uh, Bogle's uh, definitely out for the day. He had a rough start. You know, he got sideways on the start, started in the back of this field. But he almost got in the inside wall at the very start with some wheel spin and uh, just struggling today. Sure. This will bring out a full course yellow on lap number five. And, and Rob Howden, could Toby Sowery have picked a better lap to come in and repair that wing? Well, I think, guys, obviously he was hanging out there as long as he could uh, to try to wait for that yellow. As, as you guys had mentioned, uh, it wasn't coming. You're obviously worried about uh, that uh, that wing coming loose and potentially getting lodged underneath. He could get in the wall, cut the tire, as Davey had said. But, wow, such luck here for Sowery. And, again, we haven't seen any luck for him at all. They Yesterday and throughout the weekend, they've been battling a little bit as well with some instability on the braking, trying to get that dialed in. They had the issue yesterday with the turbo uh, hose we talked about. They actually used the ha- second half of that set to make adjustments. We watched the big front damper adjustments. They put new rear springs in the car. This may be a reset for Toby Sowery to try to uh, salvage some, some important points here in the championship. So Toby Sowery will uh, get a chance to catch up with the pack and uh, tail the end of the field. That'll be in the 11th position. Good news is Christian Bogle has hopped out of that Pelican Energy uh, Carlin Delara, of course, driver from uh, Covington, Louisiana. Done for the day. He will finish. It looks like no better than 12th position. Stingray Rob also being listed as out of the race in 13th. While we've got a full course yellow, let's go to pit lane and check in with Ryan Marine. It was a really nice day for Andretti Autosport yesterday. It was shaping up to be a great day until Devlin's issues lighted the race. But let's uh, focus on the positives here first. Kyle Kirkwood, big bounce back for him after a disappointing opening weekend at Barber. How happy were you and the team to see his hard work pay off with uh, with a maiden victory in Indy Lights? Yeah, obviously super happy to get things back on track. As you say, Barber wasn't... Uh what we're used to but uh, obviously not just with Kyle but all four cars this weekend are running where we would expect them to run and um, so yeah excited yesterday and hoping we can repeat today a one-two finish you had Daniel Frost following Kyle home what were the expectation levels for Daniel this year he was third at Indy Pro last year but uh, showing very well here on the streets of St. Pete yeah and he's tested really well for us and I think 
Um, you know, all, all the drivers work really well together, and as part of the benefit of the way we run the program, everyone has the opportunity to learn off their teammates. And, um, you know, the fact that all four of them are up there, I think, is testament to that. And, and you know, Daniel's making big, big strides learning, and uh, I expect we'll see more of that later in the year from him. Let's talk about the other two drivers in the roster as well. Devlin DeFrancesco, a couple of podiums at Barber, was in podium contention yesterday before the accident, running in podium contention again today. And then Robert McGinnis, your, your veteran on the team, what, what do they both bring to this operation? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Devlin, I thought, did a really good job at Barber. thought he did a really good job right up till the incident yesterday. Um, but, you know, that's a development series that the guys are all learning. Um, I think he's shown great speed and maturity and, and the benefit of, uh, for us of working with him last year. Um, obviously, with Robert coming back, um, someone that, you know, is, we knew won races with us in, in 2019. And, um, you know, we firmly believe any of the four drivers can win on any given weekend. Last thing, let's turn the focus back to this race here. Uh, Kyle started second today. That's where he was running before this full-course yellow. What did he learn from that opening little stanza there before the yellow that maybe he could take the fight to David up front? I think he learned the 79 car will take him all the way to the wall if he tries to go past him. So uh, if he's going to get by, he's going to have to uh, pick his moment carefully and make sure it's clean. Thank you, Rob. No worries. Thanks. Rob Edwards from Andretti Autosport. It sounds like we're getting close to the cleanup being completed, guys. I'm hearing green next time by. Perhaps. Yeah, the uh, AMR IndyCar safety crew has gotten the uh, seven machine of Christian Bogle out off the racetrack there in turn 14. And the pace car quickly accelerating ahead of David Malukas and Kyle Kirkwood, as Rob Edwards talked about. Got a little hairy down there in turn number one. There's the opportunity for Kirkwood maybe to repay the favor and use up the racetrack if he gets a good run on Malukas out of the final corner. The field will stack up through the final couple of bends of turns 11, 12, 13, and now heading for 14. Malukas going to be quick on the accelerator. We are racing again. Green flag is out. Kyle Kirkwood right in the tire tracks. Is he close enough, Michael? Can he get a run heading out of turn one? We see David Malukas sprint away, basically a car length or so. The battle is for third. It's Linus Lundquist on the inside of Devlin DeFrancesco. Lundquist will get that position, but Jake, I tell you what, they stacked him up about three wide behind him. Yeah, all of a sudden, DeFrancesco has talent, or right behind him has some issue, and that's Frost, who's going to go to the outside. Now, DeFrancesco closed the door. Looked like he was going to give up that position. Daniel Frost was not able to make that close through uh, through turns four and five. The leader's already through Pioneer Park. I'll tell you what, Davey, that was a fantastic pass by Linus Lundquist on Devlin DeFrancesco down in turn one to take away that third spot. Man, he's doing a good job today, guys. Really clean passes, took advantage of the original start, took advantage of the restart, finds himself in that third position, and two very, very good passes going down in turn one under control. As we've seen, the very first start, guys, you know, it was uh, Malukas and Kirkwood. Malukas got on the brakes just a little bit hard, locked those front tires up, slid into Kirkwood. I mean, not intentional, but it's just they're under massive braking down there. And if you go just a little bit over and it locks those front brakes, you lose that front end, slid into Kirkwood, pushed him out just a little bit. And that's, uh, he didn't do it this time. And Kirkwood didn't have the opportunity to try to do the back to him either. Francesco quickly gathered it back up. He's holding on to that fourth spot. Battle for the lead looking pretty good, though, Jake, heading you in turn three. 
Yeah, the leaders have really checked out, but Malukas has not been able to check out on Kirkwood just yet. They already have worked their way through five. I'll tell you what, all of a sudden Malukas got a little bit squirrely through turn number five. Kirkwood, though, also a little imbalanced, not able to make up any ground. Everybody single file now through seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, boy, he is right in his tire tracks. We're talking about Kyle Kirkwood, yesterday's winner, just two to three car lengths behind David Malukas as they make the bend through the kink in turn number nine. Malukas stretches it out to about three car lengths, but under braking, Kirkwood's car looks to be a little bit more stable. Back on the accelerators out of turn number 10, Malukas' advantage this last lap was six-tenths of a second. Got to stay within 1.5 to use that extra horsepower and the push to pass. We'll see if Kirkwood can open it up back onto the airport runway, heading to the start-finish line, Michael Young, to complete lap number nine. Boy, Kyle Kirkwood is trying to make that charge and catch up to David Malukas. The advantage for Malukas, three car lengths further back. The battle for fourth position as we see Daniel Frost all over the rear wing of Devlin Francesco. They're through turn number three. This seems to be the area of the racetrack where Lundquist makes up ground and Francesco has struggled. We're talking about this area between three and four. Right now it's Frost trying to close in on Francesco. Francesco though, drawing a pretty good beat on Lundquist, but that's still the way they run through three and four, or four and five. Yeah, Michael brought up that battle for fourth, Davey. DeFrancesco in that bright yellow car kind of holding on. His teammate Daniel Frost giving him a good challenge in that red and white car around Pioneer Park. You know, it's back to what we've seen in the previous races, guys. It's usually the leader that checked out, but right now the first two guys have a nice little battle going, but from Lundquist back, there's there's nine guys really knows to tell, and as you said, DeFrancesco is just, he's kind of holding, he's all over the place a little bit. You know, a lot of tire slip, a lot of wheel spin. Um, they're all over the back of him right now, and Frost is doing all he can to get by him. Yeah, trying to hold on for dear life as they cross the line to complete lap number 10. Malukas's lead is about one second over Kyle Kirkwood, and then a good 4.3 healthy advantage over Linus Lundquist. First driver out of the race, unfortunately, from Idaho, standing by on pit lane with Ryan Marine. It is the reigning Indy Pro 2000 champion Stingray Rob. A bit of a disappointing weekend, all told, for the Hunkos Racing Squad. And you're out of the race car, which is not good to see. From We saw your car in the runoff at one point, but can you let us know from your perspective what has you out? Yeah, you know, we had an okay start. Um, the track is obviously a little green, it seemed like, and uh, we were just trying to get the tires up to temp, and I, I must have had some contact in the 8-9 complex back there with the driver behind me, and I, I didn't feel it. But going down the back straightaway, I noticed the car seemed a little loose. Um, and then I went into the brake zone of turn 10 and uh, just didn't, didn't get the car stopped in time, so it was in the runoff and then weren't able to get it turned around in time to continue. Sorry to hear that. If you could briefly talk us through the transition, stepping up from Indy Pro 2000 where you were the champion a year ago, jumping into Indy Lights here this year for the first time. Yeah, you know, last year we had a really good year with Hunkos Racing, and so we decided to, to keep with the trend a little bit, stay with the team that we'd grown to love and be a part of the family with. And so uh, we were hoping to continue that, that progress and success in the Indy Lights, but so far this season we've been struggling a little bit, and I think that um, as we go, we'll improve, and progress is always being made. So uh, yesterday we had a good run, 12 to 6, so I was happy with that. And, you know, it's it's a big difference running in the Indy Lights car compared to the Indy Pro 2000 around here. Sorry to see you out. Better luck in the next one. Awesome. Thank you. Stingray Rob. Yeah, he'll finish 13th today. And, uh, and Davey, I mean, this, this Indy Lights field made up with so many rookies. I mean, that's kind of the tough thing about this sport. Some of those guys are going to figure it out pretty quickly. Some of them are going to struggle. And, and Stingray Rob, though, is still a very talented driver probably a guy that uh, maybe to look for in the second half of the season. 
Yeah, without a doubt. He, he, uh, he's proved that he can win races, he can win championships. This is just the next rung of the ladder that he has to get familiar with. He's, he's new to Indy Lights, and he'll get the hang. He's with a good team. That team's won this, the championships and races in, in this series, so uh, just one step at a time, but he'll get the hang of it, and I wouldn't be surprised at all him uh, getting him back in victory lane here. David Malukas, your race leader with 27 laps to go. His advantage over Kyle Kirkwood has stayed at one second. It is growing over Linus Lundquist. In fact, the front two uh, without a doubt, fastest cars on the racetrack. The lead for Malukas over third place running Linus Lundquist has grown to 5.2 seconds. Lundquist runs third. Devlin DeFrancesco is fourth. And uh, Daniel Frost runs in the fifth position. Back to pit lane. Another update from Rob Houghton. You know, Nick, watching the big screens here from pit lane, and interesting to see how much racetrack David Malukas is using, trying to get right out to the wall, especially coming in at turn 14. And indeed, he's trying to do what uh, Kyle Kirkwood did yesterday. Very early in the run yesterday, Kirkwood able to pull away to that uh, two-second gap, two-plus seconds. And when it comes to push to pass, that uh, that effort has been moved to 1.5 seconds back. In the, in the early years of push to pass, you had to be within one second of the driver in front. Now it's 1.5, so a lot more opportunity for the guys at the back to use that extra 50 horsepower. For David Malukas, it's all about inching away. Once you get to that 1.6, 1.7, Kyle Kirkwood no longer has the activation of push to pass. That's what gave him a, a, the margin of victory yesterday. That could be in play as well for Malukas. As I said from the very beginning, he is using every bit of this racetrack, almost touching the wall on the exit of turn 14. And Davey, while Malukas was inching away on the stopwatch, showing that Kirkwood might actually be running him down. It went from 1.1 second, ago, got down to seven-tenths of a second. So Kirk would at least give it a good effort to keep pace with Malukas. Yeah, we've seen Malukas coming off turn 14. He's definitely hanging it out. I know he's the lead of this race, but he's using up every inch of racetrack. Almost got that left rear tire into the into the concrete barrier. Just barely missing it, and he's the leader. But this track can catch you off guard. You have to run it 100% all the time. But we've seen leaders. We've seen guys in the top five make those mistakes and, and take themselves out. Remember uh, Rossi last year in the IndyCar Series, guys, leading this race and made that mistake in turn three and took himself out. 26 laps to go. It's Malukas, Kirkwood, Lundquist, the top three. Let's pick up that battle for fourth, though, Michael Young, because uh, Daniel Frost is all over the rear wing of Devlin DeFrancesco. I'm starting to think that Frost is just kind of waiting for the exact moment, as he does right now. He dives deep into the inside of Devlin DeFrancesco. Daniel Frost will pick off that position, but DeFrancesco back on the charge. It's as though Frost's ears were burning, and he heard Michael Young talking and said, well, I'll go ahead and make the move now. He did exactly that. DeFrancesco seemed to be this area of the racetrack that he had settled down just a little bit the last few times by, but now all of a sudden he finds himself a spot back. That's because Frost had gotten him in three. DeFrancesco is not able to make up that ground before six. Yeah, little known fact to all these drivers are listening to IndyCar Radio while they drive these cars. I kid, but Davey, that was perfect timing. I mean, Daniel Frost set up DeFrancesco going down into turn number one. Well, he's, he's about a 10-lap set, uh, set up to make that pass, just finding his weak his weak spot on the racetrack, getting him set up off that turn 14, draft him down the front straightaway. Just that's how you do it at this racetrack and do a nice pass down in turn one. And Frost did, they did a perfect job getting by. And DeFrancesco seems to be struggling because uh, Michael Robert McGinnis right there in sixth is uh, rapidly approaching. 
McGinnis starting to look uh, on that rear wing, although Daniel Frost only able to gap DeFrancesco by two car lengths. Robert McGinnis about two car lengths behind as well, but indeed, Jake Query, McGinnis is on the charge. Seems like the first half of the circuit is where DeFrancesco's balance of his car, he just feels like he's tiptoeing through it and watching it. Right now, McGinnis is the one that will next try to pounce, but coming off of turn number four, McGinnis a little uh, slower on the throttle. That allowed DeFrancesco to get away just a bit. Yeah, they're separated by just a car length, car length and a half around those uh, pair of 90-degree right-hand turns around Pioneer Park. Then both drivers quick on the accelerator, a little uh, jerk of the steering wheel through that bend in turn number nine as they approach turn 10. McGinnis not close enough to get alongside, but he is right there underneath that rear wing. It's a bright yellow rear wing for Devlin DeFrancesco with 24 to go. They'll set up for turn number 14. The advantage up front, still 1.1 second for David Malukas. But let's take a look at again. Michael Young, that battle. It's for the fifth position. Devlin DeFrancesco and Robert McGinnis. Yeah, DeFrancesco trying to keep touch with Daniel Frost, unable to do so. But I tell you what, McGinnis really lost a lot of ground. Now Benjamin Pedersen starting to get into the fray there. He's all over the rear wing of Robert McGinnis. Yep, Johnny on the spot there with that eye, Michael, because all of a sudden Pedersen, I was looking to see if McGinnis would close in on DeFrancesco, and I thought, wait a minute, there's somebody on McGinnis's rear wing. It's Pedersen. He finds himself just a car length and a half back now through turn number six. So a full-field rundown as we approach halfway of the Indy Lights Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by Foundation Building Materials, seen on Indy Car Radio. The streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. David Malukas has led every lap so far. Kyle Kirkwood runs in second. He's fallen to about 1.3 seconds behind. Linus Lundquist is 6.8 seconds back in third. Daniel Frost and Devlin DeFrancesco hold on to the final spots in the top five. Robert McGinnis runs in the sixth position. Benjamin Pedersen is seventh. The Australian driver Alex Peroni runs in eighth. Antonio Saravalli in the ninth position. Toby Sowry with a new front nose is uh, running in the tenth position. Nikita Lashishkin, the final car on track. He runs in 11th. Out of the race, Christian Bogle after an accident in turn 14. Uh, he completed just four laps. And then Stingray Rob, who we heard from moments ago, out of the race after an incident on the opening lap. Let's go back to pit lane and check in once again with Rob Howden. You know, Nick Yoma, yesterday we were able to see Kyle Kirkwood grab his 22nd Road to Indy victory. He's got wins in USF 2000, Indy Pro, and now in Indy Lights as well. I'm standing by with a guy that just added his first uh, Indy Pro 2000 win today, Christian Rasmussen from J. Howard Driver Development. Christian, uh, 11 wins in two years in USF 2000, but getting this one here, I think, in Indy Pro, probably one of your best victories. you got to be pretty happy with it. Yeah, definitely really happy. Um... It's the, it's the first year for me in the series. It's the first year for, for the team in the series as well. So being able to, to come off like this as we have come off, it's, it's amazing. You know, you're really quick as well. Barber Motorsports Park last weekend. You led there. You had a, a spin while leading and then a blocking penalty when Hunter McElroy was coming back after you. So you had the on-track win. Does that make this one even sweeter to say, hey, listen, that wasn't a fluke, guys. I came back here to this track here in St. Petersburg, and I was able to get that win. Yeah, it, it for sure did. I mean, it was it was definitely my mistake at, uh, at St. At Barber. I shouldn't have put myself in that position, but uh, that's racing sometimes you make mistakes. And, uh, yeah, like you say, it's, it's definitely a sweet win getting the redemption from last weekend. Yeah, so three wins your first year, uh, eight wins last year in USF 2000. To get this thing here, this victory here, how much momentum is that giving you moving forward when we go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in a couple of weeks? No, it's, it's definitely giving me some momentum. Uh, it's just, for me, it's just all about improving all the time, getting better, see see where you can uh, 
yeah, get better than 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 your opponents. So obviously race wins are great um, but we're really looking for for winning the championship and, and that's the main goal so it was a great points weekend for me second place and the first place i think uh, driving with the most points out of everyone this weekend and um, only a few points off the leader so great great weekend and looking forward to more at uh, indy congratulations well done thank you nick yoma just another one of the names that we need to follow here on this road dandy presented by cooper tires we always talk about how international this field is of course copenhagen denmark the home of christian rasmussen 11 victories in two years of usf 2000 kyle kirkwood got 22 so far this kid's on the route to be able to potentially break that mark when he gets to indy lights yeah a lot of really good ones up and down the road to indy and uh, davy we're, we're watching a battle right now for the ninth position it's a little bit further back from the pack but antonio saravalli holding on for dear life uh, in front of Toby Sowery. Sowery, of course, with a lot more experience than it's showing right now around St. Pete. Yeah, I think so. Sowery's going to make that move momentarily, I'd have to think, even though he gets really wide coming off turn nine right there. But uh, he, he's working working him over, isn't he, Nick? I mean, Cervelli has all he can handle right now. Every corner he goes into, seems like he locks it up or he's got wheel spin coming off. And so, I, I and, and this tells you something. We know Sari, he qualified towards the front, and, you know, I think fifth it was. He, he has a fast race car. We know he could run up front, but that's how hard it is to pass. These guys are so close on times. It's hard to take advantage of those guys in front of you. In front of you, even though they're slower, you still got to make that pass and try to get by them. Yeah, you got to nail that setup, and if you're just slightly off, as you, as you point out, I mean, both of those guys slide around the racetrack, and that's why it's not a battle for the lead, but more so a battle for the ninth position. David Malukas continues to lead, and that lead is growing. Uh, especially over the last three or four laps. That lead that was maintaining in about one second is now up to three seconds. So the driver from Chicago, Illinois, starting to pull away as if we have crossed halfway, just 19 laps to go. His lead over Kyle Kirkwood, three seconds, and 8.7 seconds back to Linus Lundquist. Of course, big day here on IndyCar Radio. Coming up at uh, noon Eastern time, we'll begin coverage, live coverage of the Grand uh, Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Mark Jaynes and our entire crew, uh, he'll have the call to guide us through 100 laps around the streets of St. Petersburg. And, Mark, I think we're all really looking forward to this race. Round two, usually this is a race that kicks off the season, but uh, no better place to have round two is we get set to go racing. I think among the questions, uh, most notably, uh, have Pato Award uh, and Alex Below indeed arrived after their uh, after a win and a top five finish and uh, a really strong weekend uh, at Barber Motorsports Park. And can the pole sitter Colton Herta and Joseph Newgarden, who finished 22nd and 23rd respectively, rebound and get themselves back into championship contention? Conventional wisdom tells you Newgarden has a shot. He's going for his third consecutive win on the streets of St. Petersburg, and uh, he'll roll off in the second row and uh, promises to be an exciting race. As you mentioned, 100 laps. We think it's a two-stop pit strategy, but again, it all depends on the number of cautions today. At the rear of the field for Indy Lights, just saw an issue for uh, Nikita Lastishkin, who spun in turn 14. He got that car turned around. Uh, Mark, at the front of the field for the IndyCar Series, though, quite an interesting and, uh, and a refreshing, I should say, front row for this event later today. Uh, yeah, Colton, the Herta, and Jack Harvey, that's a great front row. We're over the moon happy for Jack, and of course, all the folks listed.
Austin on Sirius and XM. He's probably your favorite driver with that AutoNation Sirius XM sponsorship. Big weekend for AutoNation. It's their 25th anniversary, and uh, some folks are there and enjoying the race this weekend. I know Jack wants to put on a good show for them, and has done so thus far. But plenty of experience behind them, as we said, with Newgarden, Simon Pagino, Sebastian Bourdais, who's won here a couple of times. This is essentially his home race. And then Pottawa Ward, Rita's VK, uh, Dixon, Ray Hall, and below the top ten. Uh, Dixon had some issues in qualifying yesterday. Didn't get him in the fast six, but still a pretty good starting position. But uh, keep an eye on the rear of the field. Will Power was going for it yesterday. Nine poles here. He'll roll off 20th, and uh, that should be alone worth the price of admission when the green flag flies. Mark, we've seen plenty of uh, of wheel banging down in turn one at Indy Lights, and they just have a 13-car field. Right. What do you expect when we send 24 of them barreling into turn number one a little bit later? Today? I mean, the same thing, and as we discussed earlier in our uh, in the final warm-up session with our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, Nick, it's not just turn one solely, uh, because whatever move you commit to, you may not be able to finish by the time you get, if you're on the outside and you get to that turn two wall, it has a tendency to reach out and grab people a bit. It narrows up plenty before you get that little switch back to turn number three. So, uh, you know, while turn one, y- you want to set that up off of that final turn. Uh, you got to be careful when and where you commit to that move because of uh, the, the issues that uh, you can be faced with in turn two. Turn one just got some action as Toby Sowry finally got around Antonio Saravalli, so move Sowry up into the ninth position. Mark, for so many years, you called these Indy Lights races. Uh, you mentioned the front row. I mean, just plenty of Indy Lights uh, graduates littered throughout the field of the IndyCar Series we're going to see later today. Well, as you pointed out yesterday, I mean, you've got two guys on the front row two of the up-and-comers, the future stars of the series. Neither one of them were series champions in any lights. That gives you an idea just how deep and competitive this field is. And, and this group of drivers is certainly, you know, no exception. There's some guys were saying, well, okay, who, who are they? Where do they come from? Unfortunately, I have a guy like Rob Houghton who handed them cart trophies once upon a time early <laughs> on in their careers, and he can get us up to date on that. But uh, there's no question. We're, we are fully well aware of Kyle Kirkwood uh, following the road to Indy. And, what you know, over 20 wins already in his young career. The guy has can't miss written all over him. And uh, we, we consider ourselves very, very fortunate, uh, all of us do, to be able to follow these drivers and their development and fo- follow them all the way, in many instances, to victory lane in the NTT IndyCar Series. That's what's cool about this for us. All right, partner, looking forward to it. Noon Eastern time. Of course, the live coverage of the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Mark and Davey, myself, Michael Young, Jake Query will have the call of the action. Of course, uh, Ryan Marine will join them down on pit lane. Just 15 laps to go here in the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. David Malukas is your race leader. His advantage that was up around three seconds. Coming down a little bit, it's 2.7 seconds as Kyle Kirkwood inching forward. He's going to have to make some uh, Herculean jumps, though, if he's going to catch them. Those two, though, in a completely different area code as Linus Lundquist runs in third. Uh, he is 10 seconds behind the leader. Daniel Frost keeping pace with Lundquist. He runs in fourth, just a second and a half behind. Then it's Devlin Francesco in fifth. Robert McGinnis runs in the sixth position. Seventh is uh, Benjamin Pedersen. Uh, eighth, Alex Peroni. Ninth, Toby Sowry. And tenth, Antonio Saravalli. And Davey, uh, we've seen a couple replays of that pass that Sowry set up on Saravalli. He had been working him over lap after lap. Finally got it done in turn one. 
finally got it done at turn one, and we've seen him do a picture perfect again. And that is how the passing's done at this at this facility in this race circuit. Is line them up off of turn 14, guys, get that draft, and he did a nice job getting underneath of him, getting into into turn one, nice and clean. And uh, now he's checking out from him a little bit. He definitely had the faster car, sorry, did. Uh, let's learn a little bit more about that one-car team for Antonio Sarabali. Rob gave that car a good run yesterday. Of course, an uphill battle for that group, but Antonio Sarabali with a pretty impressive seventh-place run yesterday. Yeah, I'll tell you, Nick Gilman, this is a team that came together about 45 days ago. I'm standing by with Peter Sarabali, team owner and team principal of Pacero Racing and San Antonio Racing. Peter, you guys brought this thing together late, as you know. You're trying to get Antonio on the grid for this year. You were at the Barber Spring training test. Antonio has kept putting in the laps. The beauty of it right now, he's getting the laps he needs. That seventh-place run tomorrow, you had to be a prod papa on that one. Yes, yes, we're, uh, we got it all. Like I said, you said 45 days ago, we, uh, we didn't think we were going to be on the grid. We ended up uh, just uh, making it happen. And uh, we came together with a great team so far. Uh, our guys are all uh, looking for one goal, and that's uh, to improve every every time we go out. And um, yesterday we had a really good result with a P7 on our second outing, uh, second weekend out. So Yeah, as a one-car team, it's not easy, right? You guys, like, you're building every session, it seems. You put together a team in 45 days, as you said. you got a lot of guys here working hard in this car. But it's every session, right? Every race, you're just trying to get that little bit better. Exactly, yes, because we don't have very much time. We didn't have very much track time before. We just like we only put this team together very short time, so we didn't have track time with everybody. Uh, so we're trying to every race we're, we're using it at, to improve, and we're using it as, as actually track time for data and to gain positions. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be in the mid pack by mid season. We're trying to be in mid pack. Great start to the season. Okay, thank you very much, Nick. That's Peter Sarabali, a brand new team here. P. Sarah Racing with their driver Antonio Sarabali. He has done well. A couple of top tens working here this weekend. Here's a young kid here, brand new. Again, as he said, Peter said, zero data coming in. Just a complete clean sheet of paper everywhere they go. They're coming up with a bottom line setup. I think what they're doing right now is punching way above their weight class. It's amazing. It's a great story because, I mean, Davey, some of these Indy Lights teams are established. Andretti Autosport's been in this game for decades. You know, Carlin and have a lot of experience. And here you got a one-car team, a rookie driver, and a brand-new team. I mean, that's they're trying to do the impossible. There's no doubt about it. No, no question about that. Like I said, no data whatsoever when they come in here, especially with a one-car team and a rookie driver. It is an uphill challenge, but doing a great job, as you said, every other team here. Massive experience. They've all won with Carlin, Andretti, Juncos. I mean, all winners and champions of this sport. So uh, these guys have a tough uh, tough road to hold, but doing a great job. Michael Young, let's take a peek at that battle for fifth. Devlin Francesco with about a half-second lead over Robert McGinnis. It's almost like an accordion. Every other lap, it's Robert McGinnis that closes in, and he'll fall back. But this time, Jake Query, Robert McGinnis within two car lengths of Devlin DeFrancesco. The battle is for fifth. DeFrancesco has it. McGinnis would like to get it. And Pedersen is keeping an eye on the battle just in front of him because he's trying to get in right there with him. As a matter of fact, DeFrancesco off of turn number five got a little separation from McGinnis. But then McGinnis makes it up as they make that riding through six. 
six and then seven. But Pedersen, Nick, is not letting those two out of his view. Yeah, and I think you pointed out a couple laps ago, Jake, it seems like Devlin DeFrancesco in that technical slower portion of the racetrack is where his car might be a little bit better than Robert McGinnis. They'll approach turn number 10, and his advantage is just a car length or two over Robert McGinnis, and then about two or three back to Benjamin Pedersen. Again, this is fifth, sixth, and seventh on the racetrack. They'll make their way through the final hairpin. It is without a doubt the best bout on the racetrack. Those three cars, Michael, nose to tail as they roar across the start-finish line. To give the race fans an idea, the leaders are already through turn two by the time the rest of the field gets through turn ten. This time by Devlin DeFrancesco McGinnis, but the battle now for six. Pedersen's right there. Pedersen is really starting to close in on McGinnis, and McGinnis wanted to try to throw something at DeFrancesco, but it's actually Pedersen that he's got to worry about now. DeFrancesco, that highlighter machine, running in fifth, and right behind him it is McGinnis. But again, Pedersen is right there. If McGinnis makes a bobble, Nick, trying to keep DeFrancesco in view, Pedersen's ready to pounce. Davey, this just kind of seems like maybe three evenly matched cars uh, that, man, it, it's just hard to pass when the guy you're trying to get around is almost as good as you are. Yeah, and you look at their lap times, guys, right on top of each other. I mean, it just bounces back and forth within that tenth of a second. So um, they're getting that dirty air. They just can't take advantage of each other, and they're really got to ride it out. Got remember, tires are starting to wear out, guys. I know the fuel load's a little bit lighter, but with these tires, a little bit of wear, the balance is going off a little bit. They're just kind of hanging in there trying to survive. Yep, five extra laps to this race. Let's pick up that battle again with nine to go into turn number one. And the wind has started to pick up coming down that front straightaway. DeFrancesco in fifth and sixth is Robert McGinnis. Pedersen is in that seventh position. The battle's all about two car lengths between each of the competitors. DeFrancesco tried to swing it just a little bit on the straightaway, maybe trying to irritate that air. That allowed McGinnis to get close through four. But again, DeFrancesco through five gets that back, that accordion rubber band effect like Michael was talking about. Pedersen is right there. To Davey Hamilton's point, those three right now are completely evenly spaced from one another. Of course, we're talking about the battle for fifth, sixth, and seventh. Probably wouldn't hurt to peek in up front because while David Malukas isn't necessarily being challenged yet by Kyle Kirk with the deficit, it is dropping. It was three seconds. He got it down to about 2.7, and now it's down to 1.6. So, uh, Rob Howden, as we jump down to you on pit lane, ooh, this race may not be over with eight to go. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to watch. I'm standing by here with Mike Marini, the team manager of HMD Motorsports. Your young driver going to get challenged potentially here again by Cal Kirkwood. But let's talk a little bit about how he developed. Because that first win at Barber Motorsports Park, you've been around a long time, Mike. How much did that change David and his mindset getting that first victory? I mean, on Saturday at Barber, when he when he ended up in the wall, it was uh, pretty disappointing for the whole team as a group. But he shrugged it off, like just brushed it off like it was nothing and uh, came back Sunday and won. And just since then, he's been really focused on this weekend and wanted to get here, wanted to get started. Uh, first practice session went really well for him. Um, he, obviously, he's been here before, so he had a little bit of track knowledge. But uh, he's been working well with the teammates to try and make sure that they're up to speed as well because some of them haven't been on this track before. Yeah, a little bit of a cage match yesterday. He was battling it out with all those Andretti drivers. Uh, he had the, the gloves up, almost like a deal where you, you kind of potentially don't want to poke the lion because, man, they got on him hard. He came out of the great gate really strongly here today. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a good job yesterday. They had their cars out front, and then they uh, they used their third car to attack and get in front of him and hold him back a little bit. So uh, falling back to seven, they did a good job to salvage what he did and move back up to third to be on the podium. Uh, now with, uh, I think, eight laps to go, hopefully he can uh, just finish this one off and, and see what we can do. Quick thought on Linus Lundquist. Never been to a street circuit before. Now running P3, a pretty good overall progression. 
session throughout the weekend. Impressive, actually. Uh, he, he ended the first session and just said on the radio, I love this place. I can't wait to do I can't wait to race here. So uh, he did. A, he's doing a great job. Uh, he had to come. He had a little bit of struggles in qualifying, but overcame that right now, running third, and maybe we have two cars on the podium. Hope all goes well. Thank you, Rob. Nick, we got to go back up to you guys because I think Kyle Kirkwood back in to push to pass reach. This could be interesting here with seven to go. Yeah, seven to go, Rob, and it is down to 1.3 seconds. And, Davey, the question now is for David Malukas, has he been saving his car from these last eight to ten laps, or has Kyle Kirkwood found another gear? Well, you never know, and we're going to soon find out because he's now so close to that being in that uh, range to use his push to pass in that second position, and he can catch up to Malukas. Now, uh, a lot of times, hopefully Malukas saves some tires and saves some car to where he can pull out these last few laps, guys. we only got six laps to go, and uh, he, need, he needs the speed now. It always counts. It doesn't count early in the race. It counts at the end of the race. So he's now 1.2 seconds, guys. He's definitely within range. Kirk was definitely gaining him. Gaining yeah, he's, he's shaving off a couple tenths a lap now, and at this rate, he is going to get to the back of that car. Can he get around? Him, though we shall see. Uh, Jake, let's take a quick look at uh, McGinnis and Pedersen slugging it out for the sixth position. Yeah, Di Francesco has checked himself out from those two for right now, but Pedersen is going to try to work on McGinnis through turn number four. As a matter of fact, right on the rear wing through turn number five, McGinnis was able to shut that door, get himself a little bit of room, but Pedersen is coming hard at the Robert McGinnis. David Malukas, your race leader. Kyle Kirkwood is second. Linus Lundquist is third. And Michael Young out of the final corner. Kirkwood's got it under a second. Here they come across the start-finish line. We've got a race with five to go. And we see David Malukas now making that right-hander into turn number one. Kyle Kirkwood right in the tire tracks. It's about four car lengths back. Kyle Kirkwood out of push to pass. So he's really going to have to get it done on that racetrack, Jake. He's closing in again, like I said, four car lengths. Visibly, the lead is indeed shrinking. You can see it because Malukas through turn number five. Kirkwood is right there as Malukas exited turn five. It was indeed Kirkwood that was getting right there into the turn. Again, no push. Push to pass left, it would seem. So if Kirkwood's going to have to do something, it's going to have to be by finding better lines. But his car looks really good as they work their way into turn number 10. Michael, we had just had a change for the sixth position as well. Yeah, Pedersen got around Robert McGinnis. It was a nice pass down into turn number one, continued on into turn number two. But Benjamin Pedersen had been working that rear wing of Robert McGinnis, finally able to get that sixth position. Now let's see if he can get to Devlin Francesco. Michael, you can go ahead and keep it because here they come out of turn 14. It's still one second. Malukas over Kirkwood, four to go here at St. Pete. Amazing how strung out this field is, but that battle going through turn number one. David Malukas back end steps up ever so slightly. Kyle Kirkwood within three car lengths. As Malukas weathered the storm, or is Kirkwood still coming? That's the question here as Malukas works his way through, again, four and five. This time a little bit more of an advantage through five than the last time by. Davey, both these drivers awful young, but this is the type of pressure situation that uh, you get the car Indy car drivers out of. That's right. Remember uh, a kid named Colton Herta who's sitting on the pole right now, and the guy was last week's pole sitter, Pato Award, watching these same kind of races in this series. Indy Lights, some guys battling it out. Well, we got two guys doing the same thing um, as they are. They're, they're hoping for the same results as those other two had. Could be interesting. Looks like they are catching a lap car. I think that's Nikita Lashishkin out of the final corner. May be a factor before this is all said and done. Out of the final corner. Again, the advantage for David Malukas, eight-tenths of a second. Michael, that's about five. Five car lengths down this long airport runway. 
Can the HMD teammates help each other? Indeed, it's Lostishkin right in front of David Malukas. Now Robert McGinnis closing in. He's got it down. Jake took two car legs as they head to turn four. As they work their way through turn number three, the leader is David Malukas. But again, Kyle Kirkwood is shaving off nearly a tenth per lap. They work their way down through turn number four into turn number five. Kirkwood trying to make an advantage on the fact that Malukas got just a little bit loose off turn number five, but still not able to make up the ground he needs. David, or, or Davey, our race leader, David Malukas, not only battling Kyle Kirkwood, but battling this racetrack as well here with three to go. Yeah, off of turn 14, he finally did it. He'd been working on it for about 10, 15 laps to hit that wall. He finally got it done. He finally got that left rear tire up against the, the concrete coming off of 14. White-walled it. Hit pretty good. He's still, he's still ahead of Kirkwood. He's still going, but can't do that very often. You can start bending things at that point. And now Kirkwood's all over him coming off 14 this time. It is one, oh, Kirkwood almost hits it. It is one car length out of the final corner. Two laps to go, Michael Young, and we have a race for the lead into turn one. Kyle Kirkwood has saved the best for the last few laps. David Malukas through turn number one. Kyle Kirkwood able to close it down. It's one car late through turn number three. David Malukas of Chicago. Kyle Kirkwood of Florida right behind him. Now it's about two car lengths as they work their way into turn number four. No issue for Malukas through four. No issue through five. The one issue he has, Nick, Kyle Kirkwood is right on his rear wing. You can visibly see the Cooper tire riding rubbed off on that rear tire for David Malukas as he is trying to hold on. The handling of that car has gone away, and he has one heck of a competitor right up that rear wing here on the, with just a lap and a half to go. It is eight-tenths of a second. Malukas gets a good charge into turn number 10, and he'll keep it at about two or three car lengths. They'll make the bend through turns 12 and 13 to set up for the final hairpin, where David Malukas will see the white flag. Kyle Kirkwood charges deep into that final corner. He'll get to two car lengths back out of the front straightaway. Michael, these two will see the white flag one to go here at indy lights in st petersburg kyle kirkwood has the broom out trying to sweep the weekend can he get malukas in turn number one not close enough he breaks heavily into turn number one now they accelerate out of turn number two it's malukas by two car lengths david malukas now comes into an area of the racetrack where he has been flawless today but he's gonna have to do so one last time by he works his way through turn number four kirkwood is right there off turn number five it's a half a car length as they work their way around pioneer park malukas was moving left and right trying to disrupt the air kyle kirkwood is on his horse around Pioneer Park. A pair of 90-degree right-hand turns. Malukas with a strong charge out of turn number seven. He'll gap Kirkwood by two or three car lengths. They'll set up for turn number ten. Kirkwood takes a peek to the inside as he moves to driver's left. They'll both streak their way out of turn number ten. Malukas' advantage stays at about three car lengths from the left to the right and setting up for the final corner. Kyle Kirkwood's going to throw the kitchen sink at David Malukas out of the final corner. Malukas too strong in the closing laps. He'll see the checkered flag streak to the inside of the racetrack to win race number two here at St. Petersburg. David Malukas holds off Kyle Kirkwood in a spirited battle as he wins by six-tenths of a second to score his second victory of this 2021 Indy Lights season. Malukas, your race winner. Kyle Kirkwood, second. Lundquist, third. Frost, fourth. DeFranchette, 
Tedesco fifth, Pedersen sixth. Got a good battle for seventh, eighth, and ninth out of the final corner. Looks like Robert McGinnis will hold on to seventh. It's Alex Peroni in eighth, and Toby Sowery, who was charging, got to the ninth position. But, boy, Davey Hamilton, that was a, uh, a really, really spirited battle between two young American drivers in the closing laps. Man, what a fun race to watch. Those guys, Kirkwood and Malukas, they, they show what they have. They're the guys to beat right now. And what, what a good run by Kirkwood to chase him down. Just not quite enough at the very end, but, uh, but what a challenge. And with that win, David Malukas takes over the points lead by three markers over Linus Lundquist. Uh, just a fantastic event around this 14-turn course. Uh, I know Michael Young, Jake Query had a lot of fun calling it with me. Uh, looking forward to hearing from David Malukas, who I know is going to be awful excited about holding on for a race win. Kyle Kirkwood pulls up to the inside to salute him. Of course, uh, IndyCar Radio wants to thank Square Mouth Travel for providing Jake Query's turn position on their balcony high atop the 12th floor of the city center here in St. Pete. Square Mouth never wants a traveler to pay more than they need for a travel insurance policy. Square Mouth's custom search filters uh, more than 80,000 customers reviews and it'll help you compare policies to find the best coverage for your trip get an instant quote at squaremouth.com slash indycar big thanks to those folks for letting jake query up there on that balcony to help call the action uh, of a fantastic indy lights race uh, no doubt about it on the streets of st petersburg david malukas victorious slowly pulls that number 79 machine for hmd motorsports he'll come to a stop and we'll hear from him momentarily your podium today malukas Lucas, Kirkwood, and Lundquist. Malukas leads all 40 laps, but uh, boy, he had to sweat this thing out. And again, very early in this championship battle, uh, but after four races, we've got three drivers separated uh, by just 10 points. That's what we like to see. Malukas with a three-point advantage over Linus Lundquist. Eight points over second-place finishing Kyle Kirkwood. Devo Francesco sits fourth in points, and uh, Daniel Frost moves up plus two on the day. A really good weekend for him finishing second yesterday fourth today he'll move up into the fifth position and uh, i'll tell you what davy i mean david malukas the first repeat winner of the season clearly uh showing what it takes he is going to be a championship contender it feels like throughout the course of this season Without a doubt, and what a great job by that team. I mean, Brink coming into Indy Lights and doing what it takes to, to win these races, getting the proper drivers, and a uh, very, very impressive run. And uh, like I say, the first repeat winner. So uh, and it's early in the season. Uh, so he, he, has, he has a great career coming as well. Yeah, just a fantastic race. Kyle Kirkwood, David Malukas slugging it out there with the final handful of laps. Again, the advantage for, for Kirk, or Malukas at one point was uh, over three seconds hanging it out, even scraped the wall and scuffed up one of those Cooper tires and held on for dear life as Kyle Kirkwood was, was charging. Again, the advantage for Malukas in the race win, just six-tenths of a second, but boy, and on some of the parts of this racetrack, he had it down to two or three-tenths uh, and on the racetrack, of course, that equals just about a car length or a car length and a half. Uh, just a, a phenomenal battle for the race win. That's what we like to see in Indy Lights. Going to hear from a couple of these drivers, Ryan Marine, Kyle Kirkwood, Boy, he made David Malukas sweat. There's no doubt about it. He comes home second at St. Petersburg. Yeah, exactly right. Kyle Kirkwood on a charge there in the final five or six laps. How many more laps did you need? Do you think you had something for him if you had a couple more? Uh, you know, I think it required him making a mistake, which he made a couple mistakes there. That's why I kind of caught up. Car was on rails there at the second portion of the race. We were a little slow to get going initially. But after that restart, it was... Uh, 
the car was fantastic. And unfortunately, it's just so hard to pass around here, even with push to pass. You lose so much braking capability when you're behind uh, when you're behind another quick car like that. So uh, no, hats off to him. He drove an incredible race. He didn't make any giant mistakes. I was trying to pressure him into some. I was pushing all I got, and that showed in the lap times. Um, but no, I think we actually had some front right wheel damage after after the first corner, um, which held us up. And I kind of had to learn to drive the car like that. Um, if not, I think we would have even pressured him some more. Coming away from this weekend with a win and a couple of podiums after the disappointment of Barber last week, how much of a boost is that for you in your championship pursuit? Uh, it definitely helps in Lundqvist. I don't, I don't think had that good of a weekend, unfortunately, for him. Um, it puts us right back up in points contention. And uh, we had the most amount of points coming out of this weekend, and uh, hopefully we can carry that momentum through to the next rounds. A winner yesterday, P2 today, that's Kyle Kirkwood. Yep, he's absolutely right. I mean, we're kind of uh, wash away everything as we've got a quite tight championship battle after just four races. Let's hear from our race winner, who is standing by on pit lane with Rob Howden. Yeah, Nick Yeoman, I just walked David Malukas over to have a look at the left rear. Dude, you were uh, using every little bit of racetrack and a little bit more. Obviously, Kirkwood coming to pressure you at the end. Tell me about how much you hung this car out to dry. I mean, yeah, I was losing tires, losing brakes. I mean, everything was just falling off. And I was like, you know, but we have a three-second gap. But then all of a sudden, I get the call on the radio. Yeah, uh, gap is like 1.9 and dropping. So I was like, oh, no, that's not good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as you can see here, I was uh, I was pushing it to the limit. I mean, whatever the car had, I was using it. I mean, I'm going sideways everywhere, throttle down, and we managed to pull it through and hold them off. Overall, did the car go away mid mid race, or what was it for you? Was it this the tires kind of just just fading out, being essentially done for the day? Yeah, I mean, tires felt like they were still there. Um, I think just, you know, under the heavy fuel load, I was pushing the tires quite hard. And I was still having little lockups here and there. And, I mean, those add up. And by the end, when the fuel load started to drop, the rear started to kind of get loose on me. And the, the fronts were already done. So, I mean, I'm coming into a corner. The, the rear goes, but then the fronts don't hook. So I'm kind of like a loose goose out there. Hardcore scrap with the Andretti drivers yesterday. I know it. Uh, you were able to come. And how satisfying is it that they'd be able to come and dominate today? I mean, yeah, th this is really satisfying. I mean, out of... Even out of Barber, th this one feels the best just because, you know, you had those bulls behind me and I was just running and running and just pushing so hard till the end. I mean, even into the pits, I was just like, oh, I don't know. Um, but no, I mean, unbelievable. I'm through the roof. I think the team's quite happy with that. And yeah, I mean, on, in, on Indy, so. David, congratulations. Thank you. David Malukas, Nick Yeoman, a winner today. Second victory this year in the Indy Lights program. And this kid, obviously, you can hear it in his voice, absolutely jacked up. Yeah, I mean, clearly one of the better drivers in this series and quickly becoming one of the best interviews in the entire paddock as well. Congratulations to David Malukas. Uh, again, he holds off Kyle Kirkwood. And as Rob talked about, the series schedule now moves on to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway where these drivers will compete on the road course. A so big thanks to uh, everyone in St. Petersburg, Michael Young and Jake Query with uh, Calling the Action, Ryan Marine and Rob Howden down on pit lane and on-site engineering from Rick Evans in Indianapolis, uh, Sam Rumsa on uh, master control, and of course the uh, general manager of the IndyCar Radio Network is Chris Pollock. Mark Janes will join us in about an hour as we get set to go racing for the Firestone Grand Prix of uh, St. Petersburg. I'm Nick Yeoman. So long for now. And again, congratulations, David Malukas, your race winner in Indy Lights, uh, presented by Cooper Tires. We'll talk to you about an hour on IndyCar Radio.